All right, amigos and amigas, we're back on the podcast. I always do a quick intro. I don't even know why I do it, but um, my name is Sylvia Brands. If you're new here, um, I am a life and mindset coach. I am the owner and founder of Blossoming Gems, and I'm just so happy to have you here. So this episode is going to be kind of just like story time with Sylvia. Um, I was reminded of, of this story recently. And also I was reminded of this story like way back when we first were learning about coronavirus for the first time. Um, first and foremost, I would just like to say, I take this virus very seriously. Um, I am very concerned about it. Um, for those of you who, um, follow me on Instagram or know me in real life, know that I'm pregnant right now. And so I have just been hella careful. My husband has been really nice to me and has kind of said like, you know what, stay put. I'll go to the grocery store. I will do the errands. I will do all of that stuff. Um, so I have just had to be like on my A game when it comes to like cleaning around the house and doing all that stuff. But even then he's like hella nice. Cause I'm pregnant, tired all the damn time. So, um, I just want to say that so that this podcast doesn't come off as triggersome as a matter of fact, I would just like it to be a nice, funny story to you because I have a story to share in the beginning, but also I just want to share a little bit of perspective. And again, because Sylvia likes to see both sides of the coin and she always encourages everyone to think about both sides, I will of course be talking about both sides too. So you're probably thinking like, oh shit, like she's just going to go off about the virus. No, I'm not. Um, will you feel and know how I feel about this by the end of this episode? Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. Um, one of the things you should, you should know about me. If you don't know me in real life, in real life, or you're new here is that I am a speech therapist, SLPA, and I work in the school system during the summer. I have been working at a clinic and I took over one of my homie spots who just had a baby and that, uh, job is just like coming to an end right now. And, um, I'm like getting ready to gear up to go back to school. And I live in Arizona where, um, I'm still pretty sure that we are number one of cases of the virus and they are just looking at the educators and therapists at all of us, all of us really to go back and do our business in open school. So just keep that in mind because it's going to come up later, but Um, one of the things that came up for me and is the story that I really wanted to share is that I've been a speech therapist for like 10 or 11 years. I can't even keep track. Um, so I've been doing this a really long ass time and it's like my day job. Although I love, 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 love what I do coaching these women. And, um, honestly, I want to get to a place where I am doing that more and more. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't love my kids now. I super duper love them. So this happened years ago and this was when I was working at a school. I'm not going to, I'm just going to like not say names and stuff cause I'm down for everybody. Um, I just wasn't down for the, the contracting company that I worked for at the time. And, 
Um, one of the things that you should know is that I worked for a contracting company and quite frankly, they just did not give a shit. They did not give a shit about me. They didn't give a shit about anybody who worked there and they, the pay was terrible. Um, nothing was ever communicated to us. It was always just like, I was flying by myself to the, by the seat of my pants and to like, to just to do my job, to serve these kids in a school Um, whether I knew what I was doing or not, thankfully I did know what I was doing, but I was like, man, how could anybody do this job by themselves if they were like straight out of school or just, there was a lot of no support. So you were just expected to do the damn thing and do it right and do it by yourself. And pretty much like silence is like good news. Cause when you do hear from them, it's like a negative thing always. And so it was always like, Ooh. Anyways, so one of the things that's important to know about this company is that they didn't supply anything. Obviously, like I said, no support. Um, They didn't pay well. They didn't care at all. And one of the things that was like a little bit dope about this company was that, yeah, they didn't do anything at all, but then they would cover it up with like, oh, but we'll supply games to you, which is like, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's like a huge part of my job, but it is helpful because, um, we're considered like the fun people to go to in the schools um, because I do incorporate a lot of games with my learning. However, kids forget and they have to do real work too. And I'm always like, dude, you have to work. And you know, well, anyways, that's a story for another time. But um, one, that year that I was specifically there, again, (laughs) terrible working conditions and I, I work at schools that are very like low social economic based. And that's just where my heart is at. Um, schools that are referenced as hood schools are like schools that just like really call to my heart. Um, I've had the opportunity and I've been blessed enough to work in a lot of different areas in the Valley, but I, I just always go where there's like a really serious need. And so that's where my heart is at. So I worked at a school with those kinds of conditions and nothing had ever happened to me. Yes. Like, you know, there's an occasional lice outbreak and stuff, which I'm super used to, but I've never gotten lice from a kid before or anything like that. However, I was very shocked to see after a couple of days that my skin started reacting kind of weird. It was like, first it was kind of scaly and dry. And then I started seeing these rings on my arm and it started getting to the point where it kind of hurt because it was so dry and it was like really burning. And so then I ended up going to the doctor's office and they clear as day were like, Sylvia, you have ringworm. And I contracted ringworm from one of my students. And the crappiest part was that people at the school knew about it, but they didn't disclose it to me at all. They just let me continue on with my regular life. And I ended up contracting ringworm. So then when I went back to school and I was just like, Hey, I just want to let you guys know, I obviously don't know what the student is or who it is. 
Um, but I contracted ringworm from a, a, a student here and their faces were kind of like, oh, and they felt bad for not telling me. But again, that's another thing too, that was kind of like funky, but I then called my company, like the people that I physically worked for. And I was like calling and calling and calling and I had no response. And it was until the point where I had to leave a really crazy voicemail. Um, and I wouldn't even say really crazy. I would just say maybe aggressive um, because obviously I wasn't getting a response in any other way. And I tried texting my bosses. I tried emailing them and I tried calling them and I got no response. So then I left a voicemail that was a little more aggressive and assertive. There you go. I was, I was assertive. I wasn't aggressive. Um, where I was like, I will not come to work until I get a response on how to move forward. So of course they don't want to look bad in front of the school that they provide a service to. So they immediately called me back and they were like, Hey, what's up? And I was like, obviously, you know, what's up? Because I told you in the voicemail. So I let them know everything that was going on. And they were just like, Oh, Sylvia, so sorry. What can we do? And I was like, well, it's your job to be in the know of what's what's going on with certain students, maybe at like the manager level, if people disclose certain things to you and to just relay that information to me, because I'm now I now have ringworm, which again, is like not a huge deal. But still, if you think about it, you're like, yo, you had to pay to go to the doctor, etc. And I had to be like on antibiotics and topicals to get rid of it. So it was kind of a huge deal. And I'm also just one of those people, if you have to take antibiotics or something, it's like a big deal. And my, the bosses were like, what can I do for you? Blah, blah, blah. And like acting like they cared. And I was like, again, you need to just relay information and be more in the loop with the status of the school. If they relay information to you like this, because I need to know. Turns out they did know about it and they just like forgot to relay the information to me, which pissed me off even more. But then I asked for um, cleaning supplies. I asked for cleaning supplies because again, one of the things that people forget about a lot of times, and it's just the reason again, why I'm having this conversation with y'all is um, a lot of us, especially me, because I don't belong to the school itself. We're not given supplies. So Already, my heart goes out to all the teachers and educators because they have to supply a lot of things themselves. But every once in a while, you know, teachers um, will just go to the janitorial staff and be like, hey, can I get an extra box of Kleenex if you have it, etc." I can't even do that because I don't necessarily belong to the school because I'm not employed by the school directly. So Sylvia, for real, has to shell out her own shit if she doesn't work for a company who will hook her up. And quite frankly, I'll just be like really honest on the track. Um, nobody ever has. I have never worked for a company that hooks me up with um, supplies. I have always shelled out for my own kids. And uh, my parents are a witness to that. Drake, my husband, is a witness to that. When we go back to school shopping, he's like, we have to get what? <laughs> 
and but he's been in it for a long time now so he doesn't even question it as a matter of fact he's the dude who's like oh these erasers will be dope if you take them to class so anyways um, but in that instance, I asked my bosses to supply cleaning supplies or to supply me with Clorox wipes and cleaning supplies and all this stuff. And they literally were like, well, we're going to have to crunch numbers and get back to you. And at that instant, I literally wanted to lose my shit quite really, really I did. And I wanted to fucking quit. And one of my really good friends, and I won't say her name because it will be too close to like knowing what school it is. Um, one of my really dope best friends was just like, I like went into her office and I was like, fuck this shit. I'm about to quit. I got freaking ringworm and nobody gives a damn. And I'm all I'm asking for are cleaning supplies from my business that I, that I work for. And they won't even hook me up. Like, that's all I'm asking for so that I can wipe down tables and chairs and have hand sanitizer for my kids and, you know, just keep the cleanliness to like a decent level. And once again, I had to leave a really crazy message. And I know that a lot of you are going to laugh when I say this, but I called them back and I was like, I won't give you a scene. I will give you a Broadway musical and I will literally quit this job if you do not give me cleaning supplies. And I had to get really wild and be that aggressive in order to get these supplies, y'all, because I'm not even joking you. I think like a day or two days later, those supplies were in my room. Like they didn't even like stop to see me. It was just like on my desk in my classroom when I walked in like one or two days later. So that's a little story time with Sylvia about contracting ringworm in the schools. Now I have a point. The reason why I wanted to share this story is because obviously coronavirus is very much a thing, especially right now in the state of Arizona. Um, they're expecting teachers to go back and just full bloom. All of us do what we're supposed to do. Now, I do not have a classroom of 30 plus kids at a time. No, I am super blessed. And I see small groups of maybe five or six kids if I'm really pushing it because my caseload is ginormous at a time. But one of the things that I think that we all really need to consider is that teachers do a lot, a lot, a lot already by themselves teachers supply a lot, a lot of things already. And again, teachers are supposed to be educating young minds and molding their young minds. They're not supposed to just be on the front lines. We're not supposed to just like be on the front lines to be the support system of the world just because like our government and all the other systems that go into play aren't working. And I just want to break it down for you even more is that imagine a classroom of 30 plus kids with one teacher and that teacher teacher having be having to be in charge of hand sanitizer, hand washing for each child, 
daily temperature checks. And then some schools, they want to do it like two or three times a day, um, making sure that all kids social distance, which I'm so sorry, but if you have little kids, that's going to be physically impossible because little kids just don't know how to not love each other. They just don't. And also little kids just don't know how to like hold a cough to themselves. Like I've had kids throw up on me. I've had kids cough in my face. I've had uh, kids, you know, I've had one kid bite me when I worked in the clinic. And I just, I don't think that people ever understand what an educator or a therapist actually goes through unless you're, you are one of those things. And I just think it's a lot on their plates. And again, remember the kids might not be able to use the playground. Cause again, that's just like lots of germs in one area. Kids will not be able to congregate the way we think they will be able to. However, here's the, again, like I said, I always like to talk about the other side of the coin is that I understand where parents are coming from. I understand that parents have to go back to work. I understand that last semester for a lot of people, it was a complete shit show. I understand that for a lot of parents, they were completely frustrated with the situation because they felt like their child didn't learn anything. And that's super valid. And the one thing I just want to tell you on that part is that we all expected to go back to school after spring break or, or anytime in March, we all expected to just be at school and finish out the year. No one was ready for this. And so again, I'm not excusing anyone because yes, maybe you did have educators that should have stepped up to the plate, but I'm also saying, give us a chance because we were still learning how to utilize zoom and Google classroom and boom cards and all of these things. Um, but I hear you, I hear you when some of my parents even told me like, I've seen you more than the gen ed teacher. And I'm just the speech therapist. So the fact that they were seeing me more than their gen ed teacher, obviously that's a problem. I'm not going to disclose where I work because I'm not trying to get people in trouble, but I get it. I, I really do understand. And I understand too, parents' mental health, that your kid needs to go somewhere because you just straight up need a break. I get it. I really, really do. And these are things that I've even discussed with my mom who has been an educator for like a gazillion years. And when I say a gazillion, it's like more than 30. And so I really understand. I really understand that too. A lot of parents are worried about the social aspect of their child being around other kids. I understand that. Um, you know, we've been away from each other for months now and I will be honest, asking a speech therapist, I feel like we are all being trained to become these like introverts. And I have even noticed it in myself that I'm like, oh, I, you know, I'm okay with quiet time now. Um, now your girl is an Aries and your girl needs physical touch. So she's been hurting for a long time, but I have noticed some changes within all of us. So I get it. And pretty much this, the main reason why I just wanted to share this is that before we're so quick to jump at the school system or, 
you know, Hey teachers, it's not a big deal. Do your fucking job, which I've had a parent tell me that like, this is what you signed up for. Go fucking do it. I hear you. I, I see you, but not the way to tell someone that. Not the way to tell someone that. Also, we signed up to educate kids. We signed up to learn when, you know, when things are normal. And I say that in quotations because, well, we ain't going go back to normal. So truly the whole point of the story was to just enlighten you with a lot of different things. Educators and therapists and everybody, social workers, everybody. We all go into the school system providing lots of things for our kids. And yes, we're there to educate, but we do so much more than that. We love our kids. We think about our kids. Like Drake is a witness. I swear I need to have him on the podcast and he'll be like, yeah, so lays down in bed at night and she's like, oh, I'm concerned about this kid, you know, or because I do. We, we all do. We think about our kids. We love them. We check in on them. We ask them how they're doing. Um, we provide a level of mental health service because we are with them for a really long period of, for many days at a time. And so that's the main reason why I made this episode is just, I want you to see both sides of the coin, but I absolutely 110% validate where my mamas and papas are coming from or guardians or foster families are coming from that you need a break too. I super duper understand, but I just want you to know that there comes a lot on both sides before we just jump and say, Hey, this is the way, or this is the only right way. Um, and boiling down to me, to me and my personal feeling, um, I would, I would say the virus does make me nervous. And I was telling a friend recently that I feel like I would be a little bit more brave if I wasn't pregnant, but I'm pregnant. And I told, I showed, uh, my friends showed me this like funny, like contraption that goes over your body. And they were like, you know, girl, we're going to send you back to school with, you know, this, this thing. And I like low key kind of loved it because if we're in person, I'm totally going to wear like a freaking spacesuit to work because this is my first time being pregnant and I just don't want something bad to happen. So I'm just praying for a really great solution or um, just giving our educators a chance to really prove themselves virtually. And if there are people who need to step up to the plate and really show up virtually, I, I super understand, but I just want you to know that everyone's trying on all ends. So with that being said, thanks for coming to story time with Sylvia. And I hope you got a good laugh with my <laughs> ringworm story. Cause I was really freaked out. And I remember my dad being like, Oh, Paulina, like, Like if I had licked the child to get it, you know, but I didn't obviously. So just keep that in mind. I am loving you all. I hope you are all just staying so safe, washing damn hands. Um, be safe, you know, social distance, wear a mask. If that feels comfortable for you, Uh, I'm again, I'm not trying to fight people, but 
just really consider how people are feeling around this subject. But I mean, again, also respect where people are coming from. So yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks so much. (laughs) Bye.